Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. The Yappy Program on WVNN. So I have become convinced that Joe Biden wants the Ukraine war to last. That Joe Biden wants the Ukraine war to keep going. And the main reason why that is, is because they they believe this is something they can campaign on against Trump. So this idea that, well, this is really about protecting democracy. We really need to protect Ukraine. We really want to uh, make sure that Ukraine wins this war. I mean, that's fine. I support Ukraine against Russia. I support Ukraine's efforts. I want to fund their defense of their country. We can't set a precedent where Russia just steamrolls its its neighbors, and we're, and we're totally fine by that. That being said, it, it's kind of baffled me. I'm like, but none of the world leaders, especially Biden, are really moving us to an actual solution. Anyone else notice that? We have to understand that in order for this to end, there probably has to be some kind of negotiated settlement. So you have to apply leverage against Russia to come to the table and agree to peace terms where Ukraine probably loses some of its territory, but the war ends and Russia stops. And maybe Ukraine gets to join NATO after that. Something like that. Some kind of peace settlement. Why aren't we seeing that? Why aren't we seeing a real peace settlement, at least an attempt to that? Because if the war is over, then Biden can't campaign on it. I mean, I guess maybe he could say he could declare victory. But I'm noticing more and more Biden surrogates out there saying, well, if Trump wins, Trump's going to help Putin. And he's not going to help Ukraine. And Ukraine will lose if Trump wins. So I hear that and I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. In order for Biden to campaign on something, and he's in trouble. We all know this. <laughs> we all know Biden's in trouble. We we can see that he is just getting older and ailing and more out of it, and his poll numbers don't look good, and some of the other candidates are doing much better. RFK Jr. is doing good, not because RFK Jr. is a good candidate, but because Biden is terrible. So that's why RFK Jr. can do okay in some of these polls. So in order to have something to campaign on, he can say, Um, Well, if you vote for Trump, that means Putin's going to win the war. So far for me, Joe Biden. And I'm sitting here thinking, we need to, we don't we want this to end eventually? Don't we want the war to eventually end so people stop dying? But it doesn't seem like they do. It doesn't seem like Joe Biden does. And I'm someone who supports Ukraine. But I'm thinking, okay, there has been no pressure applied to Ukraine 
or Russia, really, to come to peace terms here. All we hear is, we want victory for Ukraine. Well, what does that look like? Oh, they take back all of Crimea. Well, that could take 10 years. You want this to last for 10 years? Why are we applying any pressure to get this to end? Because they want to campaign on it. And they can say, uh, well, we have to continue to support Ukraine. And that's why you have to vote for me against Trump. Do you agree or disagree with me on this? I want you to tell me on the WVNN hot take text line, 925-494-9866, 925-494-WVNN. You're listening to The Yaffe Program. This is the show where you can count on the latest news, the important guest, and the best analysis, all for your morning commute. Here on News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. A Bugsy is here as well, joining me once again this morning. Bugsy, how are you this morning? Doing, wait, oh, I was doing better before I found out there's a hole in my sock. So There's a hole in your see. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to mention your, your tragic weekend oh, where yeah. you basically held a funeral service for your, your shoes. I've been trying not to think about that. It hurts too much. <laughs> it hurts way too much. For anyone that doesn't know, we talked about this before and on Dale's show. Um, a ferret peed on your shoes. In my shoe. In, only one. Oh, in, only one. Mm-hmm. And you have been trying for two weeks now, I think. For a while, yeah. To uh, save your shoe, and you finally gave up. Yeah, it's not and possible. It was not possible. I, I, I appreciate the effort, I guess, to try okay. to save it. I, I would not have tried that long. I wouldn't look, and those things are $100, and now I'm like, maybe maybe I could have saved it, maybe. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking about going back late. and getting it, yeah. <laughs> Out of your trash can. Yeah, thinking about it. All right, well, we'll have an update on uh, ferret peed on shoe <laughs> tomorrow and see if she she tries to save it again so um i gotta play a cut here and i'm curious what you guys think because a lot of trump supporters were bashing mike pence over something he said to tucker carlson so there was this event put on by the blaze where some of the candidates spoke it was a pro-life event but tucker started asking them about ukraine And Mike Pence said something, and the Trump people hammered him for it, said his campaign is over. Had to do with Ukraine. Now, look, you can disagree with Pence on Ukraine. I kind of do. But we need to be honest. And we need to be like, okay, if we're going to criticize someone, we need to be honest about our criticism. And you all are taking Mike Pence out of context, and you know it. And Mike Pence was pretty much right in what he said. So go ahead real quick. Play the Tucker Carlson cut first, because this was him asking Mike Pence a question on Ukraine. Here it is. I know you're running for president. You are are distressed that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased and yet your concern is that the ukrainians a country most people can't find on a map who've received tens of billions of u.s tax dollars don't have enough tanks i think it's a fair question to ask like where's the concern for the united states in that well it's not my concern tucker i've heard that routine from you before but that's not my concern so they're taking the part where he says That's not my concern. And they're saying he doesn't care about American cities. Mike Pence doesn't care about the problems in the U.S. It's not his concern. He's done. How could he not care? He cares about Ukraine more than the people of this country. 
Um, well, if you stop it right there, that's what it seems like because he somewhat misspeaks there. But I'm going to play the rest of the cut when you hear it in context and you understand what Mike Pence meant. And he's actually correct in this. And if you disagree with me, I want you to tell me. But go ahead and play the Mike Pence cut. I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. I think Joe Biden has weakened America at home and abroad. And as president of the United States, we're going to restore law and order in our cities. We're going to secure our border. We're going to get this economy moving again. And we're going to make sure that we have men and women on our courts at every level that will stand for the right to life and defend all the God-given liberties enshrined in our Constitution. Anybody that says that we can't be the leader of the free world and solve our problems at home has a pretty small view of the greatest nation on earth. We can do both. And as President of the United States, we will secure our border, we will support our military, we will revive our economy and stand by our values, and we will also lead the world for freedom under my administration. I promise you. Amen. Vice President Mike Pence, thank you. And Tucker at the end says amen, basically agreeing with Mike Pence. Yet so many of the Trump supporters on Twitter didn't play that part. And look, I get it. If you think Mike Pence is too hawkish when it comes to Ukraine, fine. I kind of do as well. He's not talking about a negotiated settlement either, either, like I was just talking about. But let's be honest here. When he said that's not my concern, what he was saying is he disagrees with Tucker's characterization of his main concerns. And then he points out that, look, the United States should be able to do both. We should be able to protect our interests abroad, and protect our interests at home, which he's right. If we pool all our support from Ukraine, does that automatically help cities that are struggling in America? No. The problem with crime in many of the big cities in America is a completely separate issue than what's going on in Ukraine. Yes, we spend billions of dollars in Ukraine. If we don't do that, What, do you want to spend billions of dollars on welfare in America and just make it worse, make the cities worse? I mean, they're two completely separate issues. What Mike Pence is saying is, look, I support both, and America is strong enough to support both, and you should as well. And he's right on that. This idea that we should give up all foreign policy because we have problems here, we're always going to have some problems here. Now, some of them are a lot worse now, I understand. But the idea that you give up foreign policy and then that can help fix the problems here it makes no sense they're two completely different things but even if you disagree with that at least be honest about it don't say oh mike pence doesn't care about america come on we all you can hear it in context to be honest in your criticism don't be like the mainstream media and i saw too many people that i usually like doing that very thing and it was it was kind of frustrating honestly And look, just for the record, once again, I disagree with Joe Biden and Mike Pence on this. They're both, I'm very hawkish on Ukraine, more hawkish than Tucker is. But I also think we have to be realistic. We have to understand that this needs to end. And the way it ends is for a negotiated settlement between Ukraine and Russia, where both sides lose something. The fact that Russia didn't immediately take over Ukraine is a victory in and of itself. But this idea that Ukraine's going to get all of its territory back, it would take 10 years maybe to do that. 
Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think it's a much smarter strategy to try to have a negotiated settlement now, and there are, there are ways you can apply leverage to Russia to get that done. And I don't see any of the world leaders doing it, and that that's frustrating as well. We have a lot to talk about today, including in Alabama politics. We have the Alabama bullet points next. Todd Stacy from Capital Journal. He's going to join me at the bottom of the hour. In the next hour, we have the Sunday News Show's recap. you got to listen to all two hours, so stay with us here on the Yaffe Program. It's the Yaffe Program on WVNN. Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. We're back here on the Yaffe Program Monday morning. That means we will speak with Todd Stacy once again in the next segment. We do have the Sunday News Show's recap later on. Uh, lot, lots of Tuberville stuff, actually, on the Sunday News Talk Shows this week. So we'll get into that. Right now, let's get to the headlines. We got those Alabama bullet points. Alabama bullet points. Today's headlines from around the Yellowhammer State. Brought to you by Larry's Pistol and Pawn. Number four today, the entire Alabama Republican House delegation voted for the latest NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act. Now, it was passed by the entire U.S. House. Um, Heads to the Senate. Now, they added some amendments to it that take some of the wokeness out of the military, also supports Tuberville's effort to get rid of the abortion policy in the military. So the thinking that might hold it up in the Senate. And for the first time ever, U.S. Representative Terry Sewell, Democrat out of Birmingham, voted against an NDAA because of those amendments. Now, when you look at the amendments, it's like, why was this stuff happening in the military to begin with? If you want to talk about politicizing the military, uh, Biden's policies already did that. Republicans are trying to get rid of that in the military. Number three, I was just talking about Tuberville. Well, it looks like... uh, other Senate Republicans are finally coming to Tuberville's defense. Um, I, I wrote a story at yellowhammernews.com. Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, who's also on the Armed Services Committee with Tuberville, defended Tuberville and said, if you worried about politicizing the military, Biden should look in the mirror. He said, if you want to, if you believe that the military hold, you know, the hold on the promotions is a threat to national security. The simplest way to stop this controversy is to get rid of your abortion policy. Tom Kahn's exactly right. It's what I've been saying for a week now. Tuberville is reacting to Biden's policy. Biden's policy is the problem, not Tuberville reacting to it. We'll talk more about that later on. Number two, Trump tells Fox News that if Alabama wants it, I'm all for it. And what he's talking about is uh, moving the FBI headquarters to Alabama. So Trump seems to be supportive of that idea, which would be awesome. In an interview with Fox News, former president and 2024 frontrunner Donald Trump 
caught up with Maria Bartiromo on topics ranging from President Joe Biden, competition in the upcoming GOP primary, the economy, national security, and more. But when the FBI came up, he says, I'll move anything to Alabama because I love Alabama. If Alabama wants it, I'm all for it. No, I love Alabama. Now, voters from the Yellowhammer State backed Trump in both campaigns with more than 60% of the vote in 2016 and 2020. This is also kind of related to the Space Command move to Huntsville, which was a move that was decided by President Trump as well. And number one today, the director of the Alabama Archives and History. He says that that LGBTQ event that was held there last month was a legitimate historical inquiry. That's right. He's defending the fact that that event took place. Um, the event, just a reminder that, you know, caused some controversy and some reaction from lawmakers in Montgomery. It was called the Invisible No More Alabama's LGBTQ Plus History. Um, he the director in defending it said it was a program that spoke to history that was actually dating back 50 years ago when some student organizations at Auburn University and the University of Alabama started organizing members of that community there an early Birmingham based organization that was providing social services. He said, um, you know, it's it was a real discussion of history. It was not a Pride Month celebration. So he actually said that during an interview with Todd Stacy on Capital Journal on Friday. Todd's going to join me next. We're going to discuss this and the special session that's coming up. Maybe some national politics. Maybe the idea of the FBI moving to uh, Huntsville, which would be pretty cool. I, I have to say, I don't think it's going to happen. But it would be cool. So we'll talk about all that with Todd Stacy in the next segment. Do want to tell you about the sponsor here real quick. The sponsor of the bullet point, as usual, Larry's Pistol and Pawn. Um, yes, you can go there and buy bullets if you need it for your firearm, ammunition if you need it for your firearm, or accessories if you need that for your firearm. They have great deals on all of those things. But this is a big store. So they don't just sell new and used firearms. They don't just sell stuff for your gun. They also sell things like jewelry. I always talk about how they have the best in jewelry for all occasions. They sell things like clothes. They sell things like stereo equipment. There's just a lot to shop for at Larry's Pistol and Pond, 18,000 square foot facility in Madison. It's off Greenbrier Exit 3 by the Big Rusty Water Tower. If you want to see some of the sales going on right now, you can at the website, pistolandpond.com, pistolandpond.com. And when you do, make sure to tell them Yaffe sent you. You're listening to Yaffe on WVNN. here on the Yaffe program. Welcome to the show, everyone. Monday morning. Hope you had a good weekend. Um, this week, uh, legislators are meeting. They're going to do reapportionment, but they can talk about other stuff during the special session if they want to. I don't think school choice is going to come up, though. Just, just saying. Joining me right now to talk about that and more, as he does every Monday, is Todd Stacy. He's with Alabama Daily News. You can read that every day at aldailynews.com. Also with Alabama Public Television's Capital Journal. Todd, how are you this morning? I'm good, Yaffe. How are you? Doing pretty good. So the special st- session starts this week. Uh, 
expecting any uh, fireworks, anything big, or we just get into business on reapportionment? Well, we'll find out uh, here in about 30 minutes. The, um, <laughs> the committee is set to meet here at 10 o'clock, and that's when they're expected to adopt a map. Um, we've not seen a copy. Uh, nobody has, I guess, except the, um, maybe the chairman. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're expected to take up and adopt a, a final plan uh, here at about 10 o'clock. It's about 30 minutes from now. So, um, it, by the way, is it, are you going to be doing any extra coverage on Capital Journal about what they do this week or anything? No, we'll just have our weekly show on Friday. Gotcha. We opted against nightly shows. We know during the regular session we're nightly, mm-hmm. um, but because this special, it's it's really only one topic, right? It's just the special. It's just the uh, redistricting issue. It's kind of hard to make thirty minutes of television of one <laughs> yeah. one bill every night. Uh, so we'll just have the weekly show as usual on, on Friday night and Sunday at noon. So I know uh, on your show that you had on Friday, you had the director of the Alabama Archives and History Department. Um, that was something we talked about yep. on the show last week. Uh, he defended uh, the event, basically said it was a legitimate historical event. Um, what, what do you think about your conversation? Yeah, I was glad to have him on to sort of clear up um, what what had really been some misunderstanding from my point of view. Mm-hmm. I, I had um, misinterpreted this uh, event as a as like a standalone sort of like Pride Month celebration event. It wasn't this this every month um, they have this um, standing um, lunch called Food for Thought, which they, and they invite different speakers and, and, you know, on whatever historical topics and you bring your own sack lunch and whatever. And so, um, the one in June was on LGBT history in Alabama. Um, invisible no more is what it was called. And yeah, I I mean, as he described, I, I encourage people to go watch the interview. I mean, this, it was about the history of LGBT, you know, lesbian and gay people in Alabama, really dating back to the 70s when that, when those movements to, you know, try to earn uh, rights and things like that uh, sort of started emerging. And of course it's part of our history. I mean, just, just saying that alone shows you it's it's part of the history. And I, what we talked about is, you know, I understand that people... Uh, especially these days, have taken LGBT issues and really made them very ideological and very political. Um, but as the director explained, that's not what the that's not what the event was about. It was simply about discussing uh, this part of Alabama's history, just like any other part of Alabama's history. And um, so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he could come on and clarify that. You know, our our audience is full of uh, lawmakers and those who influence them, and so that you know they're coming in, you know, with, with this bill 
to basically defund um, part of the archives and history budget, the, the supplemental budget. Uh, and so um, I think I think a lot of folks may be rethinking that, having gotten the correct information. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think because of him coming on, the information you pointed out that some of the some of the wanting of cutting the funding and so forth, it's just not going to get the support from lawmakers. I think there are, you know, Senator Elliott and, and maybe some of his colleagues want to um, have a conversation and point out that they don't want these types of events. They don't want LGBTQ, you know, things going on in state government. You know, I think they want to have that conversation, and they will. I think defunding, I think taking away funding from an agency based on what's happened here is a pretty extraordinary precedent. It's really never been done before. And if you want to go through every state agency and start, you know, coming through and seeing if they're, if all of their activities um, line up with your ideological preferences. First of all, you're going to be pretty busy, um, and you're probably going to find a lot of things you don't agree with. So, again, it's it's a it's a pretty extraordinary precedent. I would I would be surprised if it passes. Um, again, it takes two thirds to bring something up out of order, um, and if you get you know, if, if they want to do this, then they got to do everybody else's bill. So we'll see. But again, this is, this was not a special Pride Month celebration thing. It was a it was a you know it's a monthly conversation about historical different historical topics, and this one just happened to focus on lesbian and gay history in, in Alabama. I, I just don't. You may not like it. But I'm not sure if it's worth defunding the agency over. And by the way, the what they're trying to use this money for, what what, what the legislature has put this money uh, set aside for, is enhancing the archives and history building to incorporate a new children's um, facility, a new uh, a new uh, exhibit on highlighting uh, the the military and the contributions of. Alabama Alabamians who have served in the military. So, like, is that is that the, like a, 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 a good punishment? You're going to take away their ability to highlight the military and help children learn. I, it just it's a little confusing to me. So, what would be their appropriate response then by say Elliot Senator Elliot? You had mentioned there that he said, "Well, it's not something." that really should be discussed. So if it's not defunding them, but you want to make changes, is there something that the legislature can do, should do, or is it really not necessary here? Well, I think the most important thing is to understand exactly what it was and what it wasn't. As it, you know, when, when he first brought it up to me, when, when this first was kind of getting reported on, it was, characterized as this, you know, Pride Month celebration at, at the Department of Archives and History with, you know, as if people were 
um, carrying rainbow flags and Tristan Dragon, all that. It wasn't. It was a it was a sack lunch discussion of history. So, you know, if is that objectionable? If that's worth cutting funding, then then okay. I, I just. You know, I'm not a senator, uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm a long-time observer of Alabama politics, and I think once you start uh, cutting funding um, from things you find objectionable, you're again, it's a it's a extraordinary precedent and one that y- you may not like when folks start cutting funding from things that you that they find objectionable. It's um, I think the conversation has already been had, but again, it should be had over the way the event actually was and, and what the program actually was and not over something that it wasn't. Once you bring, once you say those letters, LGBTQ, these days it just really comes with a lot of um, ideology and a lot of feelings on both sides. I don't think that's what this event was. It was about history. And, it, and if, I guess that's the question. Are, are, are they not allowed to discuss that history in Alabama? And if that's the case, what, what else can't they discuss? What else can't they – are we going to be in the business of erasing or, or, or disallowing certain types of history from being discussed in Alabama? That's – Again, it's a slippery slope. It's an extraordinary precedent to set. Todd Stacy, he's with Alabama Daily News and Alabama Public Television's Capital Journal. Uh, always appreciate you coming on the show, giving us your perspective as usual. I know you'll be keeping track of what's going on in the special session, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, yeah, you be good. You as well. I want to tell you guys about the sponsor here real quick right now, Automation Personnel Services. This company has been in Huntsville since 1993. I've already told you about the company's founder, Stephen Leslie Nornis. They, they still own the company, and they're one of the top 100 largest staffing agencies in the entire country. There's a reason why you need to know that. If you have a business, you're running a business in this area, and you're having trouble navigating this labor market, but you need staffing solutions. You need help in this regard, and you don't know where to turn for help. Well, I'm going to tell you where to turn. It's Automation Personnel Services. You wouldn't be the only business doing it. Many businesses in this area already receive staffing solutions from Automation Personnel Services. And when I talk about solutions, these are the solutions I mean. They can scale your workforce to meet demand, lower labor costs, reduce overtime expenses, and improve productivity. So as your business grows, your staffing needs can change. Well, Automation Personnel Services can design and implement a customized staffing program that will grow and expand with you. So if your business is growing, is expanding, the demand needs are changing, and you need help in this area, contact the professionals at Automation Personnel Services, 256 533-5627 is the phone number, 256-533-5627. APSTemps.com is the website, APSTemps.com. When you contact them, as always, you make sure to let them know Yaffe was the one who sent you. Got our local news update coming up in the next segment. Much more to get to on the Yaffe program. We'll be back in a moment. The Yaffe program. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. 
Good morning, everybody. I'm Wait 31's Chris Tatum. Alabama lawmakers are headed to Montgomery right now to redraw the state's congressional districts. That special session starts this afternoon. Governor Kay Ivey called this session after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled last month the state's current maps violate the 1965 Voting Rights Act, limiting the voice of black voters. The new maps must include a new predominantly black district. Lawmakers have until Friday to redraw those lines. One person's recovering from a gunshot wound, another in the Madison County Jail charged with shooting them. Police arrested Shaquan Moore yesterday and charged him with aggravated assault. That shooting happened yesterday at an apartment complex on Torrance Drive. Police say that victim's injuries are not life-threatening. We have an important heads up for people who work on the Redstone Arsenal. Gate 8 at the intersection of Patton Road and Drake Avenue is closed this week while workers install some speed bumps in that area. Arsenal leaders recommend you use Gate 9 to access the arsenal. They say you can also use Gate 10 during its regular operating hours. Gate 10 also on Patton Road. With Way 31 News, I'm Chris Tatum. Here's your weather update from the Way 31 Storm Tracker Weather Center on News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Another hot, hazy, and humid Monday across North Alabama. Your forecast high is 95, but the heat index could reach 100 this afternoon. We'll keep a small chance for a downpour later today, but many of us remain dry. The heat continues to build in later this week with those high temperatures near 100 and feels like temperatures near 110. From the Way 31 Storm Tracker Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Carson Merida. Summertime is here, but is pain keeping you from living the life you love? For over 30 years, the Good Feet Store has helped people just like you alleviate, even eliminate their foot, knee, hip, or back pain with personally fit art supports. Find out for yourself with a free, no obligation fitting and test walk. We are so confident our art supports will improve your life. We are offering a lifetime warranty, a free test walk, and for a limited time, we will even give you a free pair of premium shoes with a qualified purchase. That's a $140 value. Stop by the Good Feet Store today. Buy your location at goodfeet.com and get rid of those summertime blues. My friend Susan Sims at Larry's Range in Huntsville envisioned a 15-shot, easy-to-rack, light-recoil 380 pistol. It has a smooth trigger and fiber-optic sight. Ruger built 500 security 380 autos for Larry. Retail $369, Larry's price $299. Or buy $599 in jewelry with $100 down on Christmas layaway and get the security 380 auto free. Only at Larry's Pistol and Pawn in Madison on I-565 at Greenbrier Exit 3 by the Big Rusty Water Tower. Are you looking for a new career? Hey, it's Yaffe here from my friends at Automation Personnel Services. They're one of the top 100 largest staffing agencies in the U.S. They're working with companies in this area, including International Paper. They're looking for someone with true manufacturing maintenance experience with training in electrical and basic electronics, AC-DC drives, PLC controllers, basic hydraulics, and pneumatics. Must be willing to work nights and every other weekend and pass a pre-employment skill test with great pay ranging from 24 92 to 33.17 per hour based on your experience with a $2,000 sign on bonus. There's never been a better time to apply. Apply online through Automation Personnel Services at APSTEMPS.com slash Huntsville location or call or text anytime 256 533 Walk ins are welcome at Automation Personnel Services on Highway 72 West in Madison. When you call my friends over at Automation Personnel Services, be sure you let them know Yaffe was the one who sent you. Check out Yaffe's latest. Latest interviews and breaking news every day at yellowhammernews.com.
once again for our local news update brought to us by our news partners at Way 31 TV. Chris Tatum is uh, joining me again this morning. Chris, how are you this morning? Did you have a good weekend? I did. Well, as always, it's too short. (laughs) I feel that for sure. Uh, What's the latest news? You know what, right now all eyes are on Montgomery across Alabama. That's where lawmakers are headed right now to start that special session this afternoon uh, to redraw those congressional voting lines. Uh, You'll recall, of course, Governor Ivey called this session after the U.S. Supreme Court just last month ruled the uh, state's current maps violate the 1965 Voting Rights Act, uh, saying that that limited the voice of black voters. So... uh, as part of this new, newly redrawn uh, map that we will soon see, uh, it will actually include a new predominantly black district in Alabama. Uh, and those lawmakers have until Friday to get this work done. Yep, and that's something we're going to keep track of here on the Yaffe program. I know you guys will be keeping track Absolutely. of that in your newsroom. Uh, what else you got? Well, important day to remember for parents, especially in Madison County. Uh, the uh, Madison County Health Department, starting today, is uh, opening its uh, back-to-school vaccine clinic. That means, of course, uh, you don't need an appointment or health insurance to get those required back-to-school shots for your kids. If you are new to the district, they do ask that you bring your child's vaccine record with you uh, so they can fill it out appropriately to see which shots the kid has had and hasn't had. Uh, but this clinic is open through August 4th. They're encouraging people to go ahead and uh, get in there and get them now before there starts to be huge backups and lines. So remind us again uh, where they can find out more information on those clinics. Uh, this would be, of course, through the Madison County Health Department and its website. All right. There you go. And I know you guys will have some info on that on your website as well at waytv.com. And, of course. Any other stories you got? You know what? Uh, right now, we are keeping a close eye out. Uh, there was one person arrested over the weekend for shooting another person uh, in Huntsville. So that just adds that the person who was shot uh, appears uh, their injuries are not life-threatening. Uh, but uh, yet uh, another reminder of uh, the fight against crime here in our, in our Rocket City as this city continues to grow. Yeah, we want to make sure that uh, we support law enforcement in that fight. Hopefully, um, I mean... Crime, we have crime issues sometimes, but it's it's a lot worse in other parts of the country, so I'm still blessed to be living in this area. We live in a wonderful city. Yeah, we really do. I mean, we really do. When I first moved here, that was one thing. It's like, wow, crime rates are really low around here, so that's good. Uh, Chris Tatum with our news partners at Way 31 TV. Find out more about these stories on their newscasts at 11, and of course, at waytv.com. Chris, have a good afternoon. We'll, We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Back at you. All right, there you go. I want to tell you about the sponsor here real quick, Automation Personnel Services. Um, you know, you know when I, when I look at some of my copy here for uh, the weight law, and I just said Automation Personnel Services. I already did that ad in the last segment. I want to talk to you about the weight loss centers of Huntsville. And I'm looking at the copy here, and one thing I was thinking of is it says, do you know the secret to losing up to one pound of fat every day? I really can't start this ad by saying, do you know the secret? Because if you've ever listened to this program, you know it's not a secret anymore. You know there are options available for you to lose weight, a pound of fat per day, because I did it with the help of the Weight Loss Centers of Huntsville. And you can do the same thing. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. Their program is great. It's all natural. 
it's safe, and as I said, it's effective. If you go to my Facebook page and kind of go through some of the pictures, you can see the before and after pictures that I posted when I lost 30 pounds in a month. I lost 36 pounds total. I'm keeping the weight off, and trust me, it's it's changed my life in, in many ways. It's also made me much healthier. If that's something you need in your life, but you need some help losing that weight, uh, contact my friends at the Weight Loss Centers of Huntsville, 256-676-1030, 256-676-1030. Go to the website, weightlosshuntsville.com. That's weightlosshuntsville.com. You can get a free private weight loss consultation. The program, it comes with all kinds of things to help you, including, including their app, which is great to, to kind of monitor your progress. And their weight loss experts will help you throughout throughout the program as well. Weight loss centers of Huntsville, weightlosshuntsville.com. When you, when you contact them and when you lose all that weight, you make sure to let them know Skinny Yaffe was the one who sent you. So coming up in the next hour, we do have the Sunday News Show's recap. Three different topics we need to discuss. One, finally, Republicans in the Senate are standing up against Biden and supporting Tuberville. For once, this is something that should have happened much earlier Now, Mitch McConnell and the Republican leadership, he's been kind of a no-show on this still. He's not supporting Tuberville. But it's good to see other senators in the Armed Services Committee supporting Tuberville because Tuberville's right on this. And and I appreciate he's not backing down, honestly. I mean, there are a lot of other senators who would have backed down by now. He has not. So we'll discuss that and some other things as well for the Sunday News Show's recap in the next hour on the Yaffe Program. Stay with us back in just a sec. It's the Yaffe Program on WVNN. The Yaffe Program on WVNN. All right. For the 15th bazillion time, just want to point out that Tuberville is not inserting politics and partisan politics into the military. Tuberville isn't doing that. Joe Biden already did that. He did that with his illegal abortion policy. Joe Biden and his administration and the Secretary of Defense, they're the ones who inserted culture war politics into the military. Tuberville is trying to stop it. He is reacting to it. Republicans in Congress passing the NDAA with the amendment. They're trying to stop it. The idea that the president can just do what he wants, insert this stuff into the military, and then Republicans try to stop it, and it's Republicans who are politicizing the military. This is backwards. And one senator who got it right is Tom Cotton. I'm going to play cuts with him a little bit later on. You are listening to the Yaffe Program. This is the show where you can count on the latest news, the important guests, and the best analysis. All for your morning commute here on your stock 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. You can also weigh in, if you'd like, on the WVNN Hot Take text line, 925-494-9866, 925-494-WVNN. I'll read your text on the air. Um, it's Monday, and the 10 o'clock hour, so you know what that means. Once again, we have the Sunday News Show's Recap.
That's right. Once again, I watched, actually, I listened to the Sunday news talk shows this week, so you don't have to watch them. You can enjoy your Sunday. You see, uh, my wife and I actually went to South Carolina over the weekend to attend uh, a wedding from a wedding of one of her cousins. And we were driving back on Sunday. And yeah, I could have been listening to music or something. I could have been listening to something else. But I was like, nope, I got to listen to the Sunday news talk shows so I can get the highlights, get the recap so my audience can can hear it and we can keep up with the craziness that's in the mainstream media. It is once again, my public service to you. You're welcome. So as I mentioned, Tuberville came up a lot during uh during the Sunday shows because they're just continued to trash him over his hold in the Senate of military promotions, which is it's his power to do it. He has the authority to do it. The reason he has the authority to do it is because it's a check on presidential power. It's a check on the military. Now they could go through each promotion individually. Chuck Schumer could call that right now. If he wants to, this is just for unanimous consent. But Chuck Schumer doesn't really want to do that because, yes, it would take longer. But I think the Democrats, they want to use this as well. They want to use this as a hammer against Republicans, a political hammer to make Republicans look bad. And we're already we're already kind of seeing that. But one person who was asked about this was Tom Cotton. He, he's on the Armed Services Committee as well with Tuberville. He was on Fox News Sunday. Real quick, uh, Bugsy, go in and play the first cut of Tom Cotton because he's he's basically, he might listen to this show on a regular basis. I don't know. Senator Tom Cotton might listen to the show because he's basically saying what I've been saying for over a week now, but which is good, which is good. Go and play Tom Cotton. Well, cut Shannon, one. if the Secretary of Defense and the President think that this is a readiness issue and they want to find the responsible party, they should look in the mirror. They're the ones who are violating the law and using taxpayer funds to pay for abortion tourism. Just let me give you an example of how extreme this policy is. A, a young airman at Little Rock Air Force Base could walk in and demand three weeks of uncharged paid leave and get travel and meals and lodging paid for to go get an elective abortion. Another airman could walk in and say, my mother or my father just unexpectedly died. Can I have leave to go to their funeral? That would be charged leave that comes out of their annual allotment, and they would get no expenses paid. I think most Americans agree that that is an insane policy. Again, the, arm, the military should not be paying for abortion tourism. Exactly right. Exactly what I was saying. Look, it's the illegal policy by the Biden administration that's the problem. It's not Tuberville's hold. Now, uh, Tom Cotton was asked then about, okay, well, what do they do if they want to get an abortion? Go ahead and play a cut two of Tom Cotton for me. Should women who are in uniform in a place where they cannot access abortion because they are there on orders, what should they do? Well, if they want to take that step, they have 30 days of annual leave. It shouldn't be taxpayer funds giving them three weeks of paid, uncharged leave and then also paying for travel and lodging and meals, something that we don't even give our troops when they have a parent die or a sibling die or a beloved grandparent die. So he's basically saying, look, you can still get an abortion if you want to, if you're a member of the military. You just, you're just not going to get it paid for by the taxpayers. That's what this is about. It's illegal. It's against law right now for taxpayers to fund abortions. The Biden administration is trying to get around that. Well, we're just paying for the travel, not the abortion itself. It's all fungible. We, we know what you're doing. And you're doing this for abortions where if someone 
has a family member that dies, or they, they then they can't get paid leave for that. So he's saying, look, yes, they they have the freedom right now to travel to other states, get an abortion if they want to. It's just not something that should be funded by the taxpayers. And he's right. And it's also a check on presidential power because what Biden is doing, what the Secretary of Defense is doing is illegal. And yet we're still focused on Tuberville. Go ahead and play a cut three of Tom Cotton. Makes a really good point here. Well, it should end with Lloyd Austin and Joe Biden agreeing to follow the law and rescinding their policy. They don't sound like they're inching towards that at all. I mean, does, does Senator Tuberville have enough pressure on him that he rethinks where he's at? Well, again, if Lloyd Austin and Joe Biden think that this is a na- threat to our national security, the simplest thing to do would be to revert to the same practices we had had for decades, the same practices we had last year after the Supreme Court reversed Roe v. Wade and rescind this unlawful policy on abortion tourism. <laughs> That's why I think he listens to this show. It's exactly what I said. There's a simple solution to this. Stop your illegal policy. If it really is a national security issue, you're the ones who made it that way. You're the ones who inserted these woke policies into the military. All you have to do is uh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. That, that's what he should just say. Stop. Stop it. But they're not going to, and then they're just going to blame Tuberville. And yes, they're still blaming Tuberville. Go ahead real quick. Play the Jake uh, Sullivan cut that I sent you. Um, he is uh, Biden's national security advisor. He was on Meet the Press talking about it. Here it is. You blame this on an extreme uh, group of Republicans. Those amendments passed the House of Representatives. They got a majority of the House of Representatives. A huge number of uh, folks in the House, including Republicans, in my view, are not particularly interested in having politics come into the middle of the Defense Authorization Act. You yourself noted that when this came out of the committee, it was 58 to 1 showing you that an overwhelming number of Republicans, as well as Democrats, were willing to support a bill that could get broad bipartisan backing. So it was a small group of Republicans who essentially created a trap, a circumstance we don't need to find ourselves in, Jake. Just go back and look at the bill as it came through, a bipartisan effort, a Republican-chaired effort in the House Armed Services Committee. That's the kind of approach that we want to see. That's the kind of approach I believe that most Republicans in the House as well as in the Senate would like to see in bringing forward a Defense Authorization Act that, as I said, year after year has commanded overwhelming bipartisan majorities precisely because it is not brought domestic social debates into the middle of our national security. That's what mm-hmm. a certain group of Republicans are trying to do now. In the end, I don't believe it will succeed because I believe wisdom will prevail. See, it's it's so frustrating because what he said there is the typical line we're hearing from the media, we're hearing from the Biden administration, we're hearing from Democrats, that what the Republicans are doing, what Tuberville is doing, for instance, they're inserting these these culture war political issues into the military. And I keep having to remind him, no, you did. Jake Sullivan, your administration did. You're the ones who inserted that stuff into the military. Republicans are merely reacting to it. Republicans are merely trying to stop it. Republicans are trying to change that. You can't you can't do something and then we react to it and then you say, uh no, why are you inserting that into the military? No, you did that already. Now uh Tuberville got a defense from another U.S. Senator, Dan Sullivan, uh, who is Senator of Alaska. He was on Meet the Press talking about this, and he defended Tuberville as well. Good. I'm glad to see Republicans defending him. Go on and play a Dan Sullivan cut one for me. 
Now, to Senator Tuberville, you know, um, as you know, every senator has the right to place holds on nominees on an issue of policy importance. Um, I certainly have done this myself. I'm here in Alaska right now. I had a hold a couple of years ago on the secretary of the Army, the chief mm -hmm. of staff of the Army, to get them to change the position when they were going to remove a, a brigade combat team, airborne brigade combat team from Alaska. I know uh, my friend Tammy Duckworth is going to be on your show um, next. And uh, look, she's a war hero. Very few Americans have sacrificed for their country like she has. But uh, Senator Duckworth has had, had the exact mm -hmm. same hold that Tommy Tuberville does uh, a couple years ago on uh, uh, generals to be promoted. Did you know that? You wouldn't know that listening to the mainstream media at all. Did you know that a Democrat senator did the exact same thing a couple of years ago? Did a hold on military promotions a couple of years ago? Now, admittedly, her hold didn't last as long, but it was still a hold on military promotions over something the Trump administration did. Did you know that? I don't even remember anyone talking about it at the time. But now when someone does it, when a Republican does it, it's a big time national security issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm really glad he brought that up because I didn't even know that. Go ahead and play a Dan Sullivan cut two for me. Here's the bottom line, and I think you're getting at it, and I think, I think we're getting closer here. Every single one of these kind of holds, 99% of them, uh, get resolved through compromise. And what needs to happen, Secretary of Defense, Secretary, uh, Senator Tuberville, Chuck Schumer, need to sit down and have that path. The good news is, and I've encouraged yeah. this, you may have seen Secretary Austin reached out to Senator Tuberville a couple days ago. I appreciate Secretary Austin doing that. But I think we're going to be debating the NDAA uh, in the Senate the next right. two weeks. To your point, I think there's going to be opportunities to get to that compromise like we have on all these kind of holds that happen right. regularly. in the uh, We'll see. Not as optimistic as he is that they're going to compromise on this, but we'll see. If you want to react to that, tell me um, if I'm right. Do you think Tuberville will continue to stand firm, or do you think Republicans are going to cave on this? You can tell me on the WVNN Hot Take text line, 925 494-9866-925-494-WVNN. Um, I want to tell you about the sponsor here real quick, 360 Painting of Huntsville. If you're looking in your home right now, look around at the walls. You notice all the scuff marks? You notice all the the, the scratches on the walls or whatever, whatever it could be? Or maybe you're just like, wow, that color is from the 80s. Well, that color is from the 70s. I really should update the color and brighten up the place a little bit. Well, if you're wanting to get the inside or the outside of your home painted, well, don't do yourself. That's a lot of work. And you don't want to just hire some random guy that you found in, uh, I don't know, an old phone book or something. Instead, what you want to do is hire the professionals 360 painting of Huntsville. Um, call them today, 256-244-8246. 256-244-8246 or 360painting.com slash Huntsville, 360painting.com slash Huntsville. They're licensed, they're insured, they're professionals who do the job right. They they pride themselves on quality work. And if you go to the website, you can see what I'm talking about. Now, if you contact them as well, you can get a free estimate. They'll come to your home 
do a detailed estimate to show you how much everything costs. So you know they're not going to rip you off. They're not just coming up with a random number. They have a system so you get the best price and you get quality service. 360 Painting of Huntsville. I want you to contact them today. Go to 360painting.com slash Huntsville or call them to get your free estimate, 256-244-8246. They're painting um, the Cumulus Huntsville sales office you know, in Huntsville. They're going to be painting parts of my home. They can do that for you as well. 360 Painting of Huntsville. When you make an appointment, make sure to tell them Yaffe was the one who sent you. More of the Sunday News Show's recap next on the Yaffe Program. You're listening to Yaffe on WVNN. All right, so as if you missed the top of the program today at 9 o'clock, you should go back and listen to the podcast. I mean, you should do that anyway. Maybe listen to the show three times. There's a lot that happens in this show, so you want to make sure you get it all right and then subscribe, share with your friends, give a good review, and all of that. But the next thing I'm going to mention here, it kind of has to go with what I was talking about at the top of the show, what Biden is doing with Ukraine. Uh, Let's get into it. We have the second segment here of... The Sunday News Show's recap. All right, real quick, Bugsy, go ahead and play the Chuck Todd Cut 2 that I sent you. He's asking Senator Dan Sullivan a question when it comes to uh, Ukraine and NATO and the future of defending that country from Russia. Go and play it. Ask you something George Will wrote very quickly here. He wrote this, Vladimir Putin's fifth column is not in Kiev, but in the Trump-DeSantis faction of the Republican Party. Putin has two hopes for a less than completely mortifying rescue from his Ukraine blunder. One is the election of Trump, uh, who's frivolous about national security, compliments his weakling's admiration for a bully, Putin's other hope is the election of DeSantis. Are you concerned, uh, and should NATO, uh, Ukraine be concerned, that the election of Donald Trump could harm our support? So, and I just wanted to play his question, because as soon as I saw that, and I did see the piece he was talking about with George Will, and there were other anchors over the weekend asking this very question, it all of a sudden hit me what Joe Biden is doing. Because many people are wondering why Biden is meandering here. He doesn't want to support Ukraine fully, but he also doesn't want it to come to an end. He's not calling for a negotiated settlement or anything like that. He just gives Ukraine more weapons a little bit at a time. And I'm like, who does this benefit? Well, now you know who it benefits. It benefits his campaign. Because... It is in his interest, it is in his administration's interest to keep this war going through the 2024 election. Because as you heard there, the media and the Democrats, they're going to say now, they're, they're going to say now that um, if you vote for Trump, that's a vote for Putin. That's going to be the line. We're back to sort of the Russian collusion stuff. Not quite the same thing as the Russian collusion stuff in detail, but it's the same Russia hysteria. They want to put a narrative out there 
that Trump would help Putin and end the war and hurt Ukraine. So you got to vote for Biden to protect democracy on the world stage. That's what they're trying to do. So I have no illusions now that this war is going to end anytime soon. It's going to meander on. Could last for years now because, well, it's to Biden's political advantage. It's pretty disturbing, I think. we got What's Trending coming up next. The Yappy Program. Back here on News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. It is the Yaffe Program, Monday edition of the Yaffe Program. If you have missed any of the show, you know where to find it. The podcast is available anywhere podcasts are available. And you can like subscribe, share with your friends, all of that great stuff. Tori is here as well. Good morning. She seems in a good mood, which Listen, is good. Listen, I'm starting off the week on such a good foot. Okay. Last week was a, a doozy for me. I could tell. And I have resolved to be a better person. Okay, good. So, Did you sleep all weekend? I slept a lot. I hydrated. I am back <laughs> to hydrate. eating the way that Weight Loss Centers of Huntsville taught us to eat. <laughs> oh, okay. Just, you just feel all kinds of better. I just am crushing it so far. My voice is back to normal. It like, is back to normal. It, okay. That was hard, good. too. To, okay, Yeah. Good. All right, so let's get into it. It might be the best ever edition of What's Trending. Keeping you up to date with all that's trending in your world. Oh, they have the internet on computers now. You guys know how to post videos to Facebook? It's What's Trending. Sponsored by Coleman Furniture Market. Uh, I'll tell you more about them in a moment. I, th- I feel like I might have put a lot of pressure on you. I said it might be the best ever you edition. You did, and I was like, did I come in and say trending? that? Because I don't think I did. <laughs> oh, no. So No pressure, anyway. If you're disappointed, at mm-hmm. Michael Yaffe on Twitter. <laughs> at Yaffe. I was about to say, it's at it's Yaffe. It's not Michael, is it? At Yaffe. It used to be. Did I, I've, told, I've told you that story, right? How mm-hmm. I got at Yaffe, did I? No. So, for like years, I wanted to get at Yaffe, and it was already taken. And then one day I looked at it and I saw who it was taken by. It was taken by someone by the name of Jen Yaffe. That's my twin sister. She had wait, it this wait, whole wait. time. You're a twin? Oh, yeah. You didn't know that? I was today years old. Literally right now. <laughs> That's this like is the bigger new news. discovery to me. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'll show you pictures. I thought you knew that. This whole time you've been a twin. I didn't even know. Yeah, it didn't just happen. No, I've been, <laughs> been a twin my whole life. Are you sure you're only having one baby in a couple months? Yeah. Is that has that been confirmed? Yes, it's been confirmed. Okay, okay. Now, I've heard that it skips a generation. I don't know if that's true, oh, but we'll find out. Does it? Yeah. My mom, I, I was, part of My- me kind of wanted twins because you could just get, instead of having like four, you know, a bunch spread out, you just get it done at once. My palms are sweating. My um, future husband's dad's a twin. Oh, yeah. Have fun with that. Okay, so you're a twin, <laughs> and she had your Twitter. Yeah, and I, I was have like, so wait a minute. I so much to talk to you about when you're done with your show. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, and then I texted her, because she wasn't using it, and I said, give me that Twitter handle, and she said, oh, I forgot I had it. So, well, give it to me! <laughs> so that's how I got Well, that worked out nicely. <laughs> I was like, jeez, I could have, had it, could have had it for years. Yeah, but uh, the point is, if this is not the best ever, what's trending, okay. 
at Yaffe. Okay, what's number five? <laughs> number five, Do you are you a ceiling fan guy? Do you have your ceiling fans on a yeah. lot? Okay, mm-hmm. what about when you leave the room? Do you leave them on? So we actually, my wife and I actually oh, kind of got a little. hitting a, a nerve <laughs> on a Monday. Because if I, if I leave the house, I turn it off. Okay. But I will come home and, and lately it's been hot and it gets kind of, and I'll turn the fan on in the bedroom. Yeah. And then somehow it gets turned off and I walk back in the bedroom and I said, and I'm like, why is the fan off? I turned this on. I want it to be cool in here. And yes, my wife is. She been came in right off. behind you. Mm-hmm. Well, she is correct. She's the oh, smarty of, of you too. Not that anybody was questioning yeah. that, but the tip for the summer is if you have ceiling fans, you should be turning them off when you're not in the room. Moving the air around does not cool the room down. It just cools you down. So unless a person or a pet are in that room, you're wasting electricity. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Steffi's like, I knew it. <laughs> she, I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hear this from. Steffi, text him right now. Yeah. We know, we know. He, <laughs> so um, I was like, I why actually, did you turn the fan off? I, I never used the, the ceiling fans. Oh, I really? could never turn them on again in my life and be fine. I don't love a ceiling fan. I uh-huh. mean, we have them on because Evan, well, like you're... you, is just like something about the men love these ceiling fans. Well, because usually girls are cold. I'm cold all the time. And yeah, and guys yeah. are hot, and that's why. I like the air to be cool from the air conditioning, but I hate a window open and I hate a fan on. Okay. Right. I don't open my windows and I don't turn on the fans. All right. It's just so not you, for me. So you're learning how to live with oh, someone. Oh, yeah. Who's, it's, yeah. You're learning to live with it. It's just you the turning it off. The good news is <laughs> I go to sleep before he does, so I go to sleep without uh, the fan okay. on, and then it really doesn't matter. Okay. Who crisis averted? And it's worse. <laughs> I don't love it in the winter. Yeah. Because it's already pretty cold. Yeah. I, I mean that I can understand. Yeah. That I can understand. All right. What's number four? Number four. So you and I are very similar on the the lateness. Okay. Like we don't love it. There's a new term. And this is an excuse for people that I'm just going to tell you I'm not buying it. Oh. Don't come at me with this. It's called time blindness for people who are always late. Uh. Doctors say it happens when people struggle to balance their focus between things they like to do, things they have to do. So our brains are constantly shifting between two types of attention. Automatic attention and directed attention. Automatic attention is your happy place. It's how you focus when you're doing something you like or find interest in. Directed attention is what you use when you're engaged in things you have to do but don't really want to do. I don't care. <laughs> I literally don't care. You need to direct either. your focus mm-hmm. to being on time. I just, I'm not the type of person that goes with yeah. that. Like, I will not be the, like, oh, I'm sorry I'm late. That's just how I am. No, we're not friends anymore. Well, and Fix see, it. there is, there might be some truth to that. Maybe. Like the time blindness. Yeah. But if you have responsibilities, being an adult yeah. is training yourself to do things yeah. sometimes that goes beyond your comfort zone. Like, Going to work or like yeah. meeting people that you committed to exactly. meeting, you know? Like, obviously, I don't get mad if you're late every once in a while. I'm late every mm-hmm. once in a while. But like, you know, those habitual people yes. that just can't yes. get it together. I have no friends like that because I just couldn't. Yeah. Tell, I can't tolerate it. Yeah. And it's the problem I have with like a lot of this stuff is it we enable people. Yeah. Because, oh, I have time blindness. So then they get worse. Yeah. <laughs> about it. Like, you can't be mad at me. That's how my brain works. Like, I don't 
care. Fix it. <laughs> yeah. If I have to be on time, you have to be on time. It's like you might have that, but try to be better. Yeah. Don't don't use this as a crutch to yeah. be worse. And that's what like, happens. Obviously, it's something you have to do. That's what work is. Mm-hmm. You have to go do it. <laughs> oh, when I saw it today, I was like, yeah, Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're in radio. So this is very important to I us. I typed being... it up with like such feverish fury. <laughs> being on time is pretty important to us. Even so. if it weren't radio. Like, I just yeah. hate being late for things. It's such a disrespectful thing, yeah. I think. Okay, I agree. What's next? All right. What's your ideal temperature in the summertime? Like outside or inside or? Just in life. Like, let's go outside. 70 degrees. All right. There's a poll asking people their ideal high temp in the summer. The top temperature was in the 80s, followed by the 70s. 5% of psychos actually like it when it's over 100 degrees. Uh, No. Even I'm not that crazy. I, I would actually say, okay, outside, I would say, yeah, 75 to 80. Would be ideal. I think like 82 in the summertime is perfect because it feels hot enough that it is summer. I agree with that. But like you don't have that sweat on your upper lip. That's a little bit embarrassing. I mean, we already had this conversation where as long as it's not cold, I'm okay. (laughs) Yaffe actually is that 5% that likes it over 100. He's like, it's fine. I'm good. It could be worse. Could be negative five. As long as it's not cold. (laughs) Um, Also, number two, this is heartbreaking that there's even half had to even be said but james cameron addressed rumors that he has already had plans to make a movie based on the ocean gate oh thing. my gosh he no. wants it to be very clear that that is not at all happening no. he said i don't often i don't respond to offensive rumors in the media usually but i need to now i'm not in talks about an ocean gate film nor will i ever be he said i I'm struck by the similarity of the Titanic disaster itself, where the captain was repeatedly warned about ice ahead of his ship, yet steamed ahead full speed into the ice field. It seems like he's like, I'd never do this. Like, Mm -hmm. I also didn't agree with this whole thing regardless. What's interesting, though, is when can you make a movie about it? Because oh, someone probably already is. I'm just James Cameron's like nah. <laughs> well, I mean, the argument now is it's too soon. You know, it's too soon. But you think about yeah. it, the Titanic was a big disaster where a lot of people died. Yeah, and he did make a movie about that. But it's he like a hundred years. Like, I think so far removed yeah. that it almost felt. So one day someone could, as long yeah. as it's very far. Somebody removed. will. But okay. you know what? When we have all these like true crime things that these like cases that get sensationalized mm-hmm. and just we so focused, they pop out Dateline and 2020 documentaries yeah. so fast, like within weeks, and that's the same thing yeah, as making a Netflix true. movie. That's a good if point. If you're doing documentaries, I mean, there's going to be documentaries about this situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised it doesn't Do we need exist. a, like, fiction movie that, like, is based off of this? Probably not, but. No. Maybe one day. It's happened with literally everything else, so. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. All right, what's number one? Number one, the Powerball. No winner over the weekend. What are we at, like, two billion now? Nine hundred million after no wow. winner on Saturday night. So the jackpot for tonight's drawing, nine hundred million. You'd get four hundred and sixty-five million if you take the lump size lump sum prize. This is the third largest Powerball jackpot and the seventh largest U.S. lottery jackpot overall. You realize you could just take. If you win and get all of it, get the mm-hmm. lump sum, 
you could just take a couple million, put it in a savings account, and the yeah. interest on that alone yeah. could take care of you for the rest of your life. For sure. And, well. Okay. And at that point, I'd be so rich, I'd never have to tolerate anybody being late. <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I tolerate it now, but I definitely wouldn't she, she, need to. Like, the door dash driver comes and you're like, see, I was going to give you $200 tip. <laughs> I'm not even Yoink. taking this. I'm not even Yoink. taking it. No. <laughs> I don't have to talk. I am a billionaire now. You'll be on time. If you're late, straight to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that because I'm a billionaire. I have $465 million. Oh, man. Are you going to play? I'm not driving to the Tennessee border. Absolutely not. If no. we had a lottery here, I would, but yeah. I don't have the... I've, I'm busy. I got stuff to do. Okay. You know? Are you going to go? No. Probably not. I don't. I'm kind of like you. Yeah. I'm just like... I, I mean, wanna... you, you're not going to win, but you're definitely not going to win if you don't buy a ticket. So That's like, true. But two less people, your chances went up two more people because Yaffe and I will not be driving okay, to Tennessee to so, get our I'm tickets. fun in Tennessee. All right, in the break, I'll show you a picture of my twin sister. Yeah, Does I have make so you... many questions. <laughs> feel better. All right, coming up <laughs> next, we do have more of the Sunday News Show's recap. By the way, What's Trending is sponsored by Coleman Furniture Market. Um, you know, we were driving back from South Carolina yesterday, and we were going to stop at Coleman Furniture Market because we need a new um, we need a new dining room cabinet, um, and we we were we were going to check that out. Maybe a new love seat, and th- they're actually closed on Sunday. So just re- we just remember they were closed, and it was like um, just the biggest disappointment in our hearts that we could not go visit Coleman Furniture Market on the way home. That's okay. We're going to fix that problem. We're going to go later. That, that's how much we love that store because it is the best furniture store in the state of Alabama. And yes, they sell love seats. They sell sofas. They sell bedroom sets. They sell dining room sets. They sell patio furniture and their selection is huge. Go to the website right now, ColemanFurnitureMarket.com. You can also go to the Facebook page and the Instagram page and see some of that inventory that I'm talking about. Coleman Furniture Market. It's in the heart of Coleman, Alabama. Go today, and when you do, as always, you make sure to let them know Yaffe was the one who sent you. Uh, One more segment of the Sunday News Show's recap next on the Yaffe Program. It's the Yaffe Program on WVNN. That is so funny that... uh, uh, Tori had no idea I was a twin. I feel like I told her that. Now, granted, she has not visited me in Huntsville yet. I keep telling her to come. I, I think she does want to come once our baby is born. She wants to be Auntie Jenny. Um, but no, she hasn't She hasn't come yet. I think I had her call into the show once, or maybe it was Dale's show that she called into once. I don't know. That was a little bit, that was a little while ago. But there you go. If you didn't know that, yes, I have a twin sister who lives in Orlando, Florida. Um, all right, let's get to the third segment here, real quick, of the Sunday News Show's recap. All right, the other big topic from the Sunday News talk shows, climate change. Yes, because we have record temperatures and I really get annoyed by some of that. Oh, it's the hottest year on earth ever in recorded history. Oh, the records, we just started taking records in the 70s. 
but this is the hottest year ever. It's like, guys, I'm. It, it, they're talking about Arizona. It's the desert. Now, I'm not saying it's not unusually hot because it is. I'm not saying man isn't contributing to global warming because we probably are, at least to some extent. Not as much as they say, but I'm not a catastrophist either. Did I I say that right? Catastrophist. I I still don't think I said it right. I'm not an extremist on climate change and the warning there. You know, I I don't know. Are you writing it down, Bugsy, so I can can phonetically say it? Okay, Bugsy, I want you to put on the mic and I want you to say the word catastrophist. That's... I wasn't going to say it. I was going to point out that you said catastrophish, and I was going to say that's what you are now. Catastrophish. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it either. So, <laughs> All right, but real quick, um, go ahead and play a Jake Tapper, because he was on his show, CNN State of the Union, asking about this. And, of course, we should all panic. Here it is. Senator, I don't need to tell you, you are dealing with dangerous heat levels right now in your state. Your state is a battleground state. You have a lot of Republicans, including a lot of GOP officials who may have in the past previously cast doubt on the existence of the climate crisis or man's role in it or refused to do anything about it. When you talk to people like that who have been skeptics, who have been reluctant to do anything, is all this evidence uh, (laughs) that they're feeling, that they're seeing, is it changing any minds? Has it changed your own view of how aggressive the U.S. government needs to be on this issue? All right, there you go. If you have any any skepticism about some of the global warming narrative being pushed, you're just that's silly. Um, that's how the mainstream media portrays this. Now, I want to play the cut real quick from Tammy Duckworth. She was on Meet the Press, Senator, and she said something that really is crazy. Really is crazy. You know, I, I don't think so. Um, but I will tell you one of the things that we can do to uh, cool the earth back down is to transition into greener uh, energy alternatives. My home state of Illinois is a big energy state. We have more nuclear reactors than anyone else. We grew 100,000 new jobs in 10 years in under wind. And of course, biofuels. And this is where uh, we really need to turn and look at companies like uh, United Airlines that is looking to go to be a leader in when it comes to sustainable aviation fuel. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing better than good old American grown corn and soybean to produce the biofuels that will lead us into a greener future. Now, we already do this to a certain extent, and ethanol has been kind of a failure. They realize that creating ethanol creates more pollutants than just using regular gasoline. So it's not been the great green energy boom they thought it was going to be. But she's talking about doing more of that. And you know why this really bothers me? You know why it's really insane? Because it's never a good idea. Hey, let's use our food for uh, to, to power our cars. We'll just use our food. Wouldn't that create... Wouldn't that mean there'd be less food, you know, we're going to use our food source and expand our food source and use that for energy instead of food? It just does not seem a good idea to me to start depleting our food source for this and say that's a good solution. The solution is nuclear energy. If you want a realistic solution and you want zero emissions, the best way to do it is nuclear energy. There was some talk of that, which is good, but that would be the best way. Uh, Appreciate you listening to the show today. We'll be back tomorrow at the same time. See you then. You're listening to Yuffie on WVNN. 
welcome to Talkville. The Ultimate Smallville Rewatch Podcast. Let's get into Season 4, Episode 3, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby at the whole school. It yeah, just hurt me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created this show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.